This is episode number 62 of the Mom Aligned Podcast. Welcome to the Mom Aligned Podcast. I'm your host, Ilanka, and I am so excited you're here. Like me, you can also tell how smart others are by what they laugh at. You are a wild card, badass, I'm here to make a difference, mom and entrepreneur, and you want to have it all. You get that life is short, that being alive is a gift, and that half-assing it is not an option anymore. But your brain can also be a total psycho at times. This podcast is where you will learn the tools and strategies to win the mind game, take bold, courageous action, and empower yourself to live aligned. Achieve things you thought were impossible in your business and be the kind of woman who makes others want to step up their game. Because you know when you win, everyone wins. Now is the time, my friend. If you're ready to play bigger in business and show up fully in this messy yet beautiful life that is yours, then let's go. It's November, which is insane to me. Many entrepreneurs, myself included, are taking this time to reflect on the year, the progress that we've made, and also to set new goals for the new year ahead, and specifically to create a plan for achieving those goals. Now, I didn't always like goal setting, and I think it's because I didn't have this missing piece of creating a plan because my brain always offered me that I don't know how to do it because I haven't done it yet. And so goal setting always felt a little bit strange to me. It felt like I was just putting something down on a piece of paper and it didn't really mean anything. I didn't really feel very much connected to it. It felt very much as this distant thing in the future and it would be amazing to achieve it, but I couldn't really see a clear path. And it wasn't until I understood that the path wouldn't be clear, right? And that there isn't anybody who could tell me exactly what the path is. Sure, I could reach out to mentors. I could reach out to people who have already achieved the goal and ask them how they've done it. But at the end of the day, I need to decide what the plan is. I need to decide the exact actions that I'm going to take to make this goal reality. And so I always encourage my private clients to do the same for themselves, to set goals. And there's one reason for it. And that is that a goal gives your brain direction. It also makes making decisions a lot easier because the decisions that don't serve the goal are automatically made right? We don't even have to think about it. If it doesn't serve the goal, it's really easy, yes or no. Now, every goal has three elements to it, and I want to discuss each of these elements briefly. The first element is the external result or the outcome that you want to achieve. This is sort of the peg in the sand that you're saying, this is what I want to create for myself. And if you're doing it correctly, it's going to bring up some fear and some doubt for you, right? The second element is the processes, the actual actions that we're going to take in order to make it a reality. This is the plan that we decide ahead of time is how we're going to get to the goal. And then the third element is the identity, the person that you need to be in order to make it a reality. Now, people always think that the goal, the outcome is the thing that we are striving for. It is not. The 
reason why we set goals is the work that it does on us. We are literally becoming a different person on our way to this goal. We have to. We have to shed layers. We have to shift our thinking. We have to change our way of being if we want to make it a reality. If it wasn't necessarily, we would have, we would have already had it, right? We would have already been the, the person who does the things who makes this result a reality. Now, I was listening to a podcast episode or a, a YouTube video rather from Alex Hormozzi, and he actually said that winners and losers have the same goals. And this really stuck out to me. And it also just shone the light on how we feel about other people in our industry. And we think that we are competing with them. But even if we have the same goal, we aren't necessarily going to do it in the same way. And the person that we are becoming isn't going to be the same. It doesn't matter how much of the same action we're taking, right? And so he goes on to explain that what separates the people who don't achieve the goals from the people who do is the fact that the people who achieve the goal commits not only to the outcome, but commits to the activities of the goal. And this is something that I teach my private clients to do when we look at their schedules and planning ahead of time, using their higher brain to make decisions for their week and to honor those decisions, to commit to the decision and to commit to the action that they said they would do because, you know, we want to stay in integrity with ourselves. And so when we look at goal setting, committing to the activity is such a such a, such an important part of the puzzle. You can't just write down the goal and expect that it's going to happen, right? You actually have to commit to the decisions that you've made ahead of time, the plan, and then work on becoming the person who does it because then you will achieve the goal. So in the goal setting process and working with my clients, doing this for myself every year, I have discovered that there are five mistakes that we make when we set goals. And I want to share those with you today so that you can obviously stop making those mistakes, but also maybe change the perspective on how you view and think about goal setting. So the first mistake that we make is that we set a goal and then we lose steam. We think that just because we've written it down, and that we feel very aligned with this goal, that that's enough. And it's not. (laughs) You cannot just commit to the outcome of the goal. You can't just commit to creating this result. And you are losing steam in the process. If you've set a goal and by March you're like, yeah, I've sort of fallen off the bus, right? It's because you did not create a plan And if you did create a plan, you did not commit to it. You're not actually taking the actions that you know you should be taking. One of my favorite quotes is that we don't have a problem of not knowing what to do. The problem is that we know exactly what to do, but we don't do it. (laughs) So this is the first mistake. So once you've created the plan, love the plan. Love the plan and commit to it. Decide that this is how I'm going 
to do it. And don't give up too soon on this plan. The second mistake that we make is that we create a plan, a process that's miserable. And we typically do this because we focus on the big goal. And sometimes, although we like it, although we want to achieve this goal, looking at the big mountain that's in front of us can feel very overwhelming. But we also don't make it easy for ourselves to actually do the things that we said we are going to do. And what I mean by this is by creating an environment that will make us feel like doing the things we need to do in order to achieve the goal or following the plan. And so one of the best examples I can use is if you work from home, for instance, which I do, my office is like a sacred space. Even the kids know, like they can come into my office, right? It's not like it's completely out of bounds for them, but I don't want any toys in my office. I want to clean, make sure that my desk is clean and tidy every day after I finish work. And in the morning, I light a nice fragrance candle or put in my, I put on my diffuser. And this is like the space where I create and serve. And so the environment is one that supports that. My office is neat and tidy. Every single item that's in my office, I love and it serves a purpose and it supports the goals that I want to create for myself. So really check in with your plan, the plan that you've created and check in with the environment that is needed in order for you to feel like doing the thing that you need to do. The third mistake we make is that we commit to the outcome only instead of also committing to the actions. Now, yes, we want to commit to the goal, as I said, but the goal in itself isn't going to happen unless we're actually committed to the doing as well. So commit to taking the action. The goal is actually the actions. I'm going to repeat that. The goal is the actions, not the goal itself. The fourth mistake that we make is that we underestimate how much we think we will need to do in order to achieve the goal. I call this the energy cost of the goal. How much energy is it actually going to take for you to go and create this thing? If you've never done it before, you're typically going to underestimate it because your brain literally doesn't have anything to compare it to, right? So if you have never made a million million bucks in your business, then doing that for the first time is going to feel very strange because you have no idea exactly how much it takes in order to do it. We're not really good at predicting, right? But what can help is to check in with that identity, the person who has achieved the goal. So if you think about, I want to create a million dollars in my business this year, or I want to, um, you know, create a million rand in my business this year, what is the person doing and thinking that has already done it? So once you get to a crossroad, once you get to adversity, which you are going to on your way to the goal, you can always check in and ask yourself, what type of person do I want to become 
And what would that person do in this situation? Because it's going to reinforce that identity and make it easier for you to identify with that identity so that you can do the things that that person would do. Number five is that we think achieving the goal is going to make us happy. Any emotion that we think we will feel once we have the goal is actually available to us right now. Why? Because your emotions, the way you feel, doesn't come from the results you create or the circumstances in your life. Those two things are actually pretty neutral. You get to feel the way you think you're going to feel right now, which really asks us to re-imagine and re-examine the goal. Because if we can feel that way right now, is this goal still worth pursuing? We need to have a strong why for our goal. And the emotion isn't good enough. You have to have compelling reasons why you want to achieve this goal. And don't link your emotional state to the goal. Of course, it will feel amazing, right? Of course, it's going to be amazing once you've achieved it. But that cannot be the only driving force. So many of us expect that our goal is going to motivate and excite us. But it's not your goal's job to excite you. It's your job to decide why it is exciting. And I promise you, once you've created the plan and you actually have to wake up on the hard days and do the thing that you said you were going to do, you are never going to feel like it. And then you're going to convince yourself that something went wrong because you're not excited anymore. You're not motivated anymore. And so often we then change the goal. No, (laughs) I'm here to tell you to stop tying your emotional happiness or your emotional state to the outcome. Get a compelling reason why you want to achieve this goal, then create a plan to make it happen and work on becoming the person who has achieved this goal. Now, you may have convinced yourself that there is a secret to achieving the things that you really want to achieve. Maybe you're looking around, you're comparing your journey to someone else's journey, and you think that there is a missing piece to what the other people are doing that are successful. There really isn't a missing piece. You're not missing anything. There is one thing that separates the people who do it from the people who don't. And that is that the people who achieve the extraordinary do the uncommonly obvious things for an inordinate period of time. They do it consistently. They decide on the goal, they decide on the plan and the actions that they're going to take, and then they do it consistently. So stop overcomplicating and do what you know you need to do. And if there is a resistance that comes up about doing what you know you should be doing, then that, my friend, is where your work starts. So I want to invite you to check out my six-month coaching season. If you are ready to focus on the essential and spend time on what matters in both life and business so that you can achieve more while doing less, it might be the perfect thing for you. So I'm going to link in the show notes the link to my discovery call, my calendar, and let's have a chat. Thank you so much for listening. I will chat to you again next week.